recording. I'm recording again. This is a shear on Likutisichis Chelek Yutes, 19th book of Likutisichis. And it is the Sicha Nigeres Achuva, the letter of Chuva, the fourth portion of the third part of the Tanya. And it's the second Sicha in the series in Chelek Yutes. Okay. For those that will listen to the recording, we are recording a live class. So. We're not speaking to a screen, not speaking to a machine, we're speaking to real people. If you hear the difference, you'll hear the difference, like a live concert versus a, uh, versus a studio recording, I think. Okay, after the Al-Tarebbe explains the details. What we learned last week, all about all the different fasts of Teshuvah, in chapter 2 and 3 in the letter of Chubi, Geres HaTshuvah, he continues in the chapter 4, and he says as follows. Call anal everything that we discussed earlier in terms of fasting and cleaning up after yourself, so to speak. If one, you know, the, the sin is ligmar kapara, that's in order to at- achieve a complete cleansing, a complete atonement. Acharachuva, but that takes place after the tshuva. But teshuva itself, what is the beginning of the mitzvah of tshuva, and what is the fundamental aspect of tshuva? So first, says al we must explain, and here he loses language as follows. It's imperative to explain well. With a broad, expansive explanation. To first introduce what was, it says in the Zohar, the Holy Zohar. In explanation of the word Teshuvah, according to the esoteric track of the Torah. What is Teshuvah, says the Zayar? Tashuv hey. Teshuvah is made up of two, two words. Tashuv, return, hey. That the hey should return. Return to where? I'm tempted to, I'm tempted to say go back to go and don't, re- don't collect $200. That's, that's monopoly. The, the, the hey doesn't return. The hey returns to where? To the Shem Hashem, to the Yud K Vav K. We need the, the, the four letters of Hashem's name, Yud and the hey and the Vav and the hey. The hey, when you sin, the hey gets displaced. And there's two kinds of hey's, two levels of displacement of hey, and therefore, commensurate with that, two levels of returning the hey to its proper place. There's the hey tata, the lower hey, which is after the Vav. That's Teshuvah tata, that's bringing back the lower hey. That's the lower level of Teshuvah. Heilah, the supernal hey, in other words, the hey right after the yud, that's teshuvah ilah, that's the supernal teshuvah. Okay, so basically what the Alter Rebbe here said is in order to fully understand really what teshuvah is, I got to give you some Zohar. The Rebbe is going to ask on that, but let's first wait. The Rebbe is quoting here his father's notes on the Tanya, which were written on the margins of the book. The Rebbe writes, his father writes, that on the words that the Alter Rebbe says, Levair Hetev, to explain well, Barachavah Zabir, with a broad explanation, those two expressions, Levair Hetev, to explain well, and with a broad explanation, refer to two levels of Teshuvah, the lower Teshuvah and the higher Teshuvah. To explain well is the lower Teshuvah, with a broad explanation is the higher Teshuvah. Why is that? Because Be'er, Levair Hetev, um, Ba'er is to explain, but Ba'er is, I think he's also taking it from the language Ba'er, which is well, if I'm not mistaken. And that's a, that's alluding to Malchus. Malchus is the lower hay. 
and Hetev, to explain it well, that refers to Yesaid, Midah of Yesaid, Yesaid Zah, which is the Yesaid um, Zah is the sixth Midah. You have Chesed, Gevurah, Tiferes, Netzach, Hoid, Yesaid. This is Kabbalah, but six. So that's the Vav. And what that means is, since Teshuvah Tato, the lower level of Teshuvah, there are two levels. In Teshuvah Tato, in the lower level of Teshuvah itself, it subdivides. One of those levels is hay, and then there's, there's Teshuvah and Baal Teshuvah. Baal Teshuvah, Teshuvah literally would be the feminine. Baal Teshuvah is the husband of the Teshuvah. And that's the masculine. So Baal Teshuvah is Yesod, is the level above Malchus. So that's what Alter Rebbe says, Levair Hetev, to explain well. Going on two levels in the lower Teshuvah, the hay and the Vav. And then, says the Rebbe's father, when it says, Bahar Chava Sabir, with an expansive, uh, with, a, with a broad explanation, that's referring to the higher level of Teshuvah. Because the higher level of Teshuvah, the hay, the supernal hay, the higher hay, second hay is Bina, because... Um, um, that comes right after Yud, which is Chachma, and explained broadly, exp- uh, um, refers to Bina. We know that Bina is called a broad, a broadening of the basic nugget of information that Chachma represents. Chachma is the spark of intellect, the idea. Bina is the fleshing out of the idea. Expansive, broad, broad. Okay, so uh, to be honest, I'm not gonna. I'm not just. I'm not gonna. I'm not really capable of fully explaining all, what we just said. But what, what we need to know is that in the lower teshuva, the Rebbe's father identified that Al Rebbe is referring to teshuva and Baal teshuva, two levels within the lower teshuva. In the higher teshuva, he's referring just to one level of higher teshuva. And the question the Rebbe will ask is why aren't there two levels in the higher teshuva as well? We will explain that there are. Why then is that not included in this note? The same way there's teshuva and Baal teshuva. In the lower teshuva, there's also teshuva and Baal teshuva in the higher teshuva. But we don't talk about it. Why not? So we have to understand, first of all. And that's, what, uh, that's the first question, right? Um, then we want to understand. We're going to on. Then we want to understand also. Um, the, the, the words to understand, to explain well and with a broad explanation that goes on what the Zohar says about the explanation of the word Teshuvah which is Teshuvah according to the esoteric meaning of Teshuvah however when he says that he first wants to introduce what it says in the Zohar it seems that he's introducing something new. I'm not sure of this question 100% either. But let's go to paragraph 2. Besides the questions we've asked here till now, it's not understood, and this is where I want to get more serious, it's not understood the general meaning of what he says. He said, in order to understand the basis of Teshuvah, fundamentals of Teshuvah, I first need to explain to you something from the Zohar. Excuse me. And this is something that you must, must, must always remember. We're going to emphasize it. Last time we did it, and this time as well. Teshuvah is one thing. Remember what it is? Resolve. Just Teshuvah is walking away from the past 
Actually, it's not about the past. Teshuvah is about moving forward in the right way. The resolve not to repeat the mistakes of the past, your next move will be the next right thing. That's Teshuvah. Fasting is just additional, just to clean things up. We said you shouldn't fast these days anyway. All the other things, even vidui, even confession, it's part of Teshuvah, but the, the, the purpose of confession, that's a different discussion actually about vidui. I shouldn't have brought it up because it's a confusing thing. Confession is to make sure that you understand what you're leaving. But if somebody mouths his confession and doesn't intend, and hasn't made a, a decision to move away from it, then it's, it's like he, he immerses holding something tummy. Doesn't help. You're going to mikvah to immerse. You're holding something that's impure. You're, you stay impure. So the tshuva, tshuva is one thing. So do I need to know the Zohar and the esoteric aspect of tshuva to really understand tshuva? Tshuva is simple. Stop doing what you're doing. Start doing the right thing. So why does the al make it sound like he needs to take us on a journey through understanding the two haze, lower tshuva, higher tshuva? Tshuva is simple. You want to tell me? I want to give you a deeper understanding. Kabbalistic understanding of Shuvah, I can understand. But al seems to say that if you really want to get to Shuvah, you have to know the mechanics behind it in Kabbalah. Why? Three. Paragraph three. The question is even, is even greater. Because the al brings from the Zohar not just that the word Teshuvah in the esoteric <coughs> meaning is that the He should come back, Toshuv He. He also brings from the Zohar that there's two levels. There's Teshuvah Tata, Teshuvah Eli. It doesn't just explain the mechanics. When you do Teshuvah, you're actually bringing something, you're correcting something that's become flawed in the dynamics of creation through your sin. It's not just, it's not just something arbitrary. If you had the, if you had the uh, glasses of a cosmic electrician, you would see that when you did a sin, you dislocated... The, the final level of interaction with this world was his last hey, Hashem's energy flow into the world has been disrupted because you did a... It's been disrupted because you, you did something that's, um, that's against Hashem's plan. You've got to fix that, kind of, you've got to screw that light bulb back in. Otherwise, things aren't going to work. Okay, so let's say that al wants to have us understand that. To understand what Teshuvah is, but why go through the whole long concept that there's two levels of Teshuvah, the higher and the lower? Why do we need to know that? Especially at the higher level of Teshuvah, we assume is for high level people. We assume that most of us are really just screwing in the light bulb. The higher Teshuvah is already going behind the scenes to a much higher level. Teshuvah just you did something wrong, stop doing it, and you'll, you'll be returning things to the way they're meant to be. Why do we need to know about Teshuvah Elah, the higher Teshuvah? So first we have to understand <coughs> that really, let's understand teshuvah, what does it mean, low, lower Teshuvah and higher Teshuvah. So the differences between the two levels, Galtarev explains later in the book of Teshuvah, in the Gersa Teshuvah. Teshuvah Tato is when a Jew returns to his prior unsullied state. <coughs> to use the language of the Tanya, Lirchaitz to wash, Ulanakis and to cleanse, Nafsham the souls, Milavushim Atzeim, from the sullied garments. You did a sin, and your thought, speech, action, the garments of your soul have become dirty. Teshuvah means stop doing it, and you'll cleanse yourself. 
That's Teshuvah Tata, rectifying, bringing things back to the status quo they were before. Teshuvah Ilah, the supernal Teshuvah, which comes after you've actually fixed the nuts and bolts of the matter, Teshuvah Ilah is a high, something higher. It's the return of the soul to its source the way it was. I'm going to paraphrase. Limekaira to its source. As it was in oneness with Hashem, in a perfect oneness, before Hashem blew the neshama into the body down here. That's the Teshuvah Ilah. Teshuvah Ilah is, is not just about fixing the fallout of sin. It's about returning the neshama to its pristine state of pre-being born when it was just one with Hashem. So one second, that's high level stuff. Says the Rebbe, I, I don't understand. How can you say that these things that how can you say like the Rebbe says about uh, 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 the things that we would have assumed are so important to Teshuvah the um, you know, the fasting and the tzedakah and all that, that's, those things come to, f- clen- to, to finish the cleansing and of the soul in order to be beloved to Hashem as before you sinned. But that's all after teshuvah. That's not part of mitzvah teshuvah. That's what Dalit Rebbe told us. Mitzvah teshuvah is just leaving your sin and going, going forward positively. But if that's what teshuvah is, how, does, how, do you trying, how are you trying to tell us, Alter Rebbe, that this concept of teshuvah law, the higher teshuvah, is relevant to the basics of teshuvah. In other words, if what the Altarab seemed to have done at the beginning of this essay about teshuvah is to really simplify for us what teshuvah is. Don't get caught up in the penitence, in the, in the regrets, in the fasting, in the crying. Those are all after you've actually done tshuva. You know why? Because actually doing tshuva just means you've left what you were doing, you've started to do the right thing. Now if you want to cry, you can cry. Now if you want to fast, you can fast. That's all to kind of, you know, do, make yourself in a more pristine state. But that's post teshuva. Wouldn't the regret uh, motivate the resolve? Doesn't, yeah, doesn't have to. Doesn't have to. Doesn't have to. But it could. It could, but it doesn't have to. Okay, so then you can have regret prior to teshuva. But you might not yeah. regret okay. at the time of coming into teshuva. You might not actually regret it. You just. But now you, you're doing it because you understand more and you're willing to accept. Usually, what will happen is okay. You, you know what you did, so you, you you resolve to go forward properly, and now you regret. Oy vey. How did I do that? Oh, whatever the case, look. Uh, but but the, the, the main thing being, the Altarebbe made Shuvah so simple, and now in chapter 4, he seems to make it so, so lofty, and says, I can't, you can't really understand Shuvah until you understand the highest level of Shuvah, which is connecting this, creating that seamless integration of the soul back in God as it was before it came down. Excuse me, like, you, you just said, Shuvah is, you know, Simple, walk away, resolve to do the right thing. All the other things that we would have attributed to Shuvah, he said, that's after Shuvah. That's important, that's good, that's fine. But don't get mixed up, that's not Shuvah. And then you tell me, but by the way, if you really want to understand what Shuvah is, I want you to know 
There's two levels. The Zohar, you got to learn through Zohar. The Zohar says two levels, and one of them is the Neshama going back to be one with Hashem. How can that be? Ah, so let's, let's try and understand what's going on here. And once we walk out with an explanation, we'll understand. It's going to be very, it's going to, it's going to be very um, inspiring because even our lowest level tshuva, we're going to realize that it's imbued with the innermost aspect of our soul, which makes it really connected to the deepest level of tshuva. Let's see how, how we get there. Paragraph 4. Explanation of all this is, at first understanding, was it's what it says in several places, that tshuva tata, the lower tshuva, is connected with the avoda, with the service to Hashem, of sur Turn away from bad and do good. Kiyuma mitzvahs. Fulfilling the mitzvahs. And teshuvah ilah, the higher level teshuvah is connected with with study of Torah. As he brings later in Egeris HaTshuvah from the Raya Mehemna, Zoyar and Parshas Nasein, that teshuvah ilah is occupying oneself in Torah. And we can explain one of the explanations why is it that way. In other words, that the lower level tshuva is more associated with not deviating, steering away from bad. Tshuva the high level tshuva, is more about engaging and enveloping yourself in Torah. Why is that? When we talk about kim, fulfilling mitzvahs, so fulfilling mitzvahs is an exercise, is an expression of accepting the yoke of Hashem's kingship. He's ready to listen to everything that Hashem says even if there's difficulty involved. Just like, a, um, just like a servant who fulfills the instruction of his master, not taking into account any, any kind of um, any kind of um, accounting, not accounting, any kind of uh, other considerations. Whatever Hashem says, that's what I'm going to do. I, somebody else wants me here, somebody else wants me there. I got to first hear what my master wants. That's all I do. So that's an acceptance of Hashem's mastery. And so there's me that has other wants, and I cancel those wants, and I tame the horse, and I say, you're going to do what, we're going to do what God wants. The bittle, the subservience of studying Torah is different. When somebody truly gets enveloped in Torah, what, starts, what happens is that he can lose himself to the point that it's the Torah that's speaking through him. <coughs> that's why there's a statement in Talmud. You know, want to know who are the kings of Israel? Hashem is our king. But the Rabbanon, the Torah scholars, because they're enveloped and they're teaching the Torah of Hashem, they're really a manifestation, in a sense, of Hashem. Because it's Hashem that's they're secondary. What's really happening is that the Torah going through them, the Torah of Hashem. So when you talk about that bitl, that subservience to Hashem through learning Torah, it's not like a servant that fulfills his master's instruction. It's like a servant who's no longer an independent servant. It's like he's become an extension, like a, a microphone of the divine. The microphone is not important. It's the divine voice speaking through it. 
the servant has to have an inner struggle and decide to listen to the king. So the level of um, bittle, subservience, um, putting yourself at the side is a deeper, in other words, uh, the self is less felt in the exercise of the study of Torah. You can become lost, so to speak, swallowed up in the study of Torah that you're studying and you're no longer feeling yourself necessarily. Whereas when you do mitzvahs, so that, you know, that thing that you shouldn't be eating looks so delicious, but you have to... So in a way, in other places it explains the quality of the bittel. In other words, the power, the energy of the bittel, of the subservience to God is more powerful when, there's, when you have to control yourself. Understand? There's, there's friction there. But the, 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 the quality of, of the actual thing that's being subservient is much more subtle. The person becomes much more transparent in the study of Torah. That's why it's generally called the higher level teshuva. You're becoming one with Hashem. Lower level teshuva is you're fulfilling Hashem's instructions. But you may still be feeling that struggle because you still have more of an identity. So, really, where does that come from, that, the neshav, that we have the ability that we should be more transparently connected to Hashem by study of Torah? It's because the neshama, really, it's, it, <coughs> even the neshama that encloses our, that's enclosed in our body comes from a place where it is before it was breathed down into our body. So, um, you see, Al-Tarebbe says, it qualifies in Tanya, that the neshama of a tzaddik, even the greatest tzaddik, there's something, not earthly, but there's something uh, that there's somewhat of an identity, a separate identity that it has the moment it comes down into the world. It's no longer, even the biggest tzaddik, is no longer as transparently subservient to God as it was when he was in the world of soul. That's by definition. By definition, a soul here in this world isn't as, isn't as deeply connected to Hashem in the terms of not having its own identity as when it comes, as when it was in, up there in heaven. So, so everybody has that experience. That's why everybody, even the tzaddik, that's why yeah. when we talk about teshuva, not just coming back closer to Hashem, it applies to everybody. Because even the tzaddik, Rabbi Shimon Yochai in the last day of his life says, I'm one with Hashem, and that's it. He loses his identity, but then he also loses his life here on this world. If you have life here on earth, you have an identity. And, then you can always, and therefore there's no end to how close you can get. To, you can always get closer to Hashem. Teshuvah is getting closer to Hashem. So Bittu non-existence. Non-existence. You can't have that. And be, right. You can have close to it. You can have reminiscent of it. <coughs> so when you study Torah, Really, what's happening is that there's this aura, this 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 mayain. There's something reminiscent of the way the neshama was in heaven before it came down, because you're learning Torah, becoming so enmeshed and one with Hashem through studying His Torah, with losing your identity in some sense. It's reminiscent. It's 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 sourced. That kind of experience is sourced in the neshama before the way it was before it came down to be tied down to this body down here. So now we understand that teshuvah tachot, lower teshuvah is more connected with fulfillment of mitzvahs, not doing bad, doing good. 
The Shuvah Ilah, the higher Shuvah, is more in the experience of study of Torah, which becomes, creates more of a bitl, creates more of a, uh, of a lack of independent identity within the person. So, the way that, that, that a Jew is subservient to Hashem after the Neshama is blown into him, especially after it comes into this world and into the body, is in a way that his mitzius, his identity, is subservient to God, just like a servant to a master. Now since <coughs> Teshuvah Tatod, low-level Teshuvah, is really all about bringing the person back to the unsullied state, the way he was before the sin. But even before he sinned, he was still an identity. So the Teshuvah is not lifting him above his own, his own uh, identity and his own separateness. It's just bringing him back to a unsullied, to a non-dirty, to a clean but separate person. That's Teshuvah Tata. And that's when he does all the mitzvahs. He's a servant doing the mitzvahs of his master and everything's fine. Teshuvah when we talk about reaching a higher level of return to Hashem, that's already about trying to bring the neshama back to a, not to its not to a clean state of separate identity, but trying to bring it back to its connectedness to Hashem, the way it was connected to Hashem even before it was born. That level has got to do more with study of Torah, because with the study of Torah, the experience of study is that you can become totally, you can become totally lost in the matter you're studying. I don't know if you've ever had the experience where you're so deeply engrossed in something and somebody comes over and, and Almost, almost, you know, you get a shock. You didn't, you, 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 you know, you ever had that? You, deeply learning. Somebody walks and taps you and says, oh, like, what happened is that there you became seamlessly integrated with what you were studying. And if you're studying Hashem's Torah, that means you were kind of lost, so to speak, in Hashem's, in Hashem's embrace. You were, were one with Hashem. So it's still not, it's reminiscent of the way that Hashem was before Gena. Obviously, it's, you still had your identity. and that, you know. So that's the higher level of teshuvah is represented more in study of Torah. Lower level teshuvah is, is the functionality of doing what Hashem wants, just like, you know, the Kabbalah soil, the accepting the yoke of heaven. <coughs> okay. But Paragraph you five. You have the identity when you are tapped, right? I mean, at that even, moment... Even, even before that, you had the identity. But you don't... You don't feel it, but... Well, when you feel it, then you have the identity. Then you're aware. If you don't feel it... Then you're aware of the identity. <laughs> But still in all, you were still down here in the Shaman body. In other words, you didn't... Uh, yeah. Paragraph 5. These two levels, Teshuvah Tata and Teshuvah Ilah, lower level Teshuvah and higher level Teshuvah, are also existent in each of the Teshuvahs. Oh. In other words, even in the lower level Teshuvah, there's a higher level and lower level. There's Teshuvah and Baal Teshuvah. The Teshuvah and the one who's, I could say, the husband of the Teshuvah, the owner of Teshuvah, the higher level both in the lower teshuvah and in the higher teshuvah. Explanations like this. <coughs> but the two levels of the lower teshuvah, Hasidus explains, that the lower level of the lower teshuvah, so we have, remember that's two, that's four. Lower level teshuvah, higher level teshuvah. Lower level teshuvah has lower, higher, each has two floors. Higher level teshuvah has two floors, lower, higher. Low of low, high of low, Low of high, high of high. So what's, let's talk about the two levels in the lower Teshuvah. So there's Sur Meirah. We have the staying away, steering away from bad. 
Don't do something that's opposite what Hashem asked you to do. And the higher level in the lower tshuva is do good. Exert yourself in study of Torah and in, and in prayer. More than you would do naturally. In other words, be, a, be somebody who works for Hashem, who actively exerts himself for Hashem. Like the example we give, there's a difference between studying your study 100 times, 101 times. Where it was the custom that everybody reviewed their study 100 times, the 101th time is leaving your comfort zone. The moment you leave what the, your peers are doing and what you're comfortable to do and what you're used to doing, that always requires a great effort. The, the Gemara brings the example where um, everybody, there's a standard journey that a donkey, porters will take a donkey for 10 uh, pars or whatever, and it costs uh, but if you go an 11th parsa, I'm not using the right measures if you go an 11th mile it costs you double why is that? because uh, nobody goes that extra mile that extra mile requires an extra level of exertion it's, it's a departure from the norm and that extra effort that departure from the norm is, 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 uh, is going to be much more so to serve Hashem you know could be that if you said everything, did everything you were meant to do that Hashem asked you to do in the, in the realm of doing good, great. But did you really serve Hashem? Really serving Hashem means um, exerting yourself for Hashem. Take, for example, somebody who exercises. So he's used to running, whatever, or walking, whatever. The moment he has to do a little more, or a little, a little faster, or a little steeper, that, that, that becomes much more difficult. You leave... Right, so, so um, the Mela, in the lower tshuva, there's the staying away from bad, lower level. Higher level is exerting yourself to do good. Okay, that's in the lower level. Now, when we talk about staying away from bad, let's understand the levels of what happens, what's the experience that takes place in the person via V, his own identity and God. When he stays away from bad, so he accepted the yoke of heaven, he refrains himself from violating Hashem's will, he's lower level, he hasn't changed. His animal inside of him wants that, whatever it is, really badly. But he says, uh-oh, Tanya teaches us the Zohar says, human beings, anybody who's toilet trained, sorry to say it like this, knows the mind can control the impulses. <laughs> That's a very major step for parents when you get your kids out of a diaper, when they understand. You may have an urge to do what you're going to do, but you do it in the right place and you hold yourself in. Every human has that capacity. Every human has the capacity to control his actions, speech, and even thought. So, but the identity, his separateness from Hashem hasn't changed. Oh, the, the, the joke of the guy goes into the bakery. So what would you like? Oh, I'd love those cheese danishes and those cream eclairs, and, uh, but I'll take a low-fat rye bread. <laughs> what, what would you like? <laughs> and what do you know you should do? So the, 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 the metzias, the, 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 the separate identity from God when he's just controlling himself not to rebel against God, his identity is very separate still. 
again, there, there's some beauty in there that's even higher than anything else because the friction there, the, 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 the energy that's expended when the animal in him is pulling one way and he's putting his foot down, that's very special also. But in terms of, here we're talking about the quality of transparent connection to God. He's not very transparent there. He could be uh, a very noisy animal that's being held to bay. When we talk about Aseto of exerting himself in doing good, there there's already a departure from that. Now he's already taking his own identity and channeling it to doing what God wants. Knows he's not doing what he wants, now he's doing what Hashem wants. He wants to be surfing the web, but he moves himself away from the web, and now he's studying Torah. So he's now, so to speak, transforming himself in some way. However, that's still the lower level teshuva. Why? So it's a big thing. It's just a higher level within the lower level. Why? Because first of all, even when he exerts to do good, he hasn't left his own nature totally. Still, there's a part of him that doesn't want to exert itself in study, and he fights himself to do that. So he still feels that identity that he's struggling with. Also, the um, this is interesting. The effort he expends to exert himself to Hashem, it's his effort. It's, he hasn't become transparent. On the contrary, he's, in a way, he's done something amazing. He's taken his persona, he's taken his willpower and using it for Hashem, but that's still his willpower. Remember, contrast that with what we said, the experience of higher teshuva is Torah study. With Torah study, really, the more he opens his mind and lets Torah seep through his system, less him, more the godly information pouring through him, that's more Torah. And that's more transparency, less identity. So the lower level teshuva is more the functional, stay away from bad, do good. It's lower level teshuva because in terms of identities, identity is still strongest then. His separateness from Hashem is still pronounced. However, <clears throat> paragraph six. Also in studying Torah, that's not the final step. Okay, let's move to the higher level chuva, right? We said the higher level chuva also has low high and high high. Low high, studying Torah. Why isn't it a high high? You know why? Because there's something um, this, why isn't it a high high? So I'm jumping a paragraph here. The Mechilta says as follows. The Torah says, you shall be for me a treasure. You shall be for me a treasured Nesim. What does the Mechilta say to Medrash? You shall be for me. So the Mechilta jumps on the word. The word says, you shall be for me a treasure. Mechilta stops at, you shall be for me. What does it mean, you shall be for me? Hashem is saying, I want you to be mine only. Solely. Um, uh, Exclusively. Only studying Torah and not doing anything else. You hear the language of the Mechilta? Only occupied with Torah and not doing anything else. Why doesn't it just stop by saying only occupied in Torah? Why add not do anything else? I mean, if you're only occupied in Torah, you're not doing anything else. It appears from this we see that you could be occupied in Torah 
and it could be you are so enveloped in the Torah, the Torah is speaking, streaming through you. However, that's still not a proof that you're totally acquired and exclusive for God. It could be that while you're learning Torah, you lose your identity, but could be that there's still other things that will pull at you once you leave that experience. There's something higher and beyond just studying Torah. You know what that is? Making yourself holy. The Hebrew words are kadesh atzmecha b'mutar lecha. Making yourself sanctified even with what is permissible to you. So, eating. It's kosher food. That should be enough. No, it's not enough. Eat it in a sanctified way. Eat how much you need for nutrition. Eat it in a way where you're mindful why you're eating. You understand that when somebody is enveloped in the experience of Torah, and was, in a way he's, he's achieved transparency with Hashem, but now when he goes and does his own, his own stuff, he may find that he's still quite an identity, quite a separate identity. Hashem says, I want you to be mine exclusively. That means studying Torah, great, and, and not be involved in anything else. I have to eat. How can I not do anything else? No, no, no. If you're eating in a way that you're eating in a way of holiness, that's not something else. There's, I'm going to interject here. The Rebbe doesn't bring it here, but um, there's a, uh, there's a famous... That's okay. There's a word from the Baal Shem Tov. He also wants to learn things. The Baal Shem Tov says, Shivisi Hashem lenegdi samin. Everything, if Hashem is in my presence, if I'm in the presence of Hashem, Everything's equal to me, whether I'm learning or eating. In other words, one can achieve such a level where one generates holiness, one does anything they do in a state of holiness. Study Torah and be exclusively mine. That means there's an exclusivity to Hashem we need to achieve beyond just studying Torah. And that is living in a way that we sanctify, that we do everything in a, in a, in a holy way. Even the mundane things. So that's in the lower, in the higher truer, we have Torah, and something even higher, and that is making sure that every single aspect of your life, even the permissible aspects where you could eat just like anybody else eats, no. Do it in a holy way. And in that way, you show that you're only exclusively God's. You're not for yourself at all. You're eating, I'm not eating. I know God needs me to eat, so I eat. Yeah. When you I'm just sorry, just let me share the story with the Alter Rebbe, a famous story. The Alter Rebbe had a guest. <clears throat> it was a big, a big to-do, a big event. The guest was Rabbi Shleimer Karlina, perhaps? Rabbi Shleimer was before Rabbi Karlina, wasn't he? I, one of the Karlinas, sorry if I... If I and I think it was Rabbi Shleimer Karlina. It was a very big guest, and the, and the, and the Alter Rebbe's wife... Was very, I mean, everybody was excited. And the Alter Rebbe's wife wanted to cook, and the Alter Rebbe's daughter usually cooked. So the Alter Rebbe said, it's there in the, it's in this. No, no. Oh. I've just. So the Alter Rebbe said, so they both came with complaints. The daughter said, I always cook every, my mother lets me cook every week. I want to cook this week also. We have a special guest, but I still want to cook. The wife said, it's a special guest. That's my kitchen. It's my household. I want to cook. Alter Rebbe says, food without salt is not really proper. The daughter can cook, the wife will salt it. The daughter forgot, she salted the food, the wife also salted the food. 
the fish comes to the table and it's, it's too salty to eat. The Altrebe eats and, and the Karlina, he, he doesn't eat. Yes, why doesn't he eat? So he told Altrebe, it's too salty. Altrebe said, ever since I came to the Maggid of Mezrich, I worked on myself that I don't taste, I don't feel the taste of the food. It's a very high level. In other words, you eat because it's nutritional, because on Shabbos you're supposed to eat fish. Because you have to eat twice or three times a day, whatever it is, to, to give yourself nutrients. If you reach a level of oneness with Hashem, you sanctify yourself with even what is permissible to you is just Hashem. Very high level. You wanted to comment? Yeah, well, okay, so we talk about this higher shuva as Torah study. What about mitzvahs? You can't, you can't do the higher tshuva without the lower tshuva. If you're, if you're not doing mitzvahs, then your Torah study is not... Totally then your Torah, Torah study, you're not out in the world doing mitzvahs. No, you, you can't. You have to be doing mitzvahs also. Okay. Well, it doesn't really say that here. It's, it's assumed. Okay. If you're studying Torah and not doing the mitzvahs, you're a heretic. Well, I'm glad you're able to tell me what I should be assuming. <laughs> Somebody is... <laughs> Somebody, somebody is not doing mitzvahs is, uh, and, and studying Torah, then his, his Torah is, uh, is not Torah and is... Uh, right, but I mean, it, it's so emphatic that, 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 you know, totally devoted to Torah study. That's it. <coughs> you, can't, you can't get to Teshuvah Ilah, the supernal Teshuvah, without going through the basics of fixing the nuts and bolts of your mechanism, of, of your apparatus, which is doing Torah mitzvahs fully. We're talking... Okay. So according to this, we'll understand that the real highest level of the higher level, of the high high of, of, the, of tshuva is sanctifying yourself even with what is permissible. You're being exclusively belonging to Hashem. Which is not the case when we talk about the bitl, the subservience in the study of Torah. That's the lower level of teshuva in the higher tshuva. So what is generally the concept of teshuva iladas, higher teshuva? It's to try and cleave to Hashem with a perfect oneness, the way the neshama was one with Hashem in perfect unison before it was breathed down into the body. So you can't say that when the neshama was pre-being born, it had its own identity. But however, since, therefore, if we... It's nice that, in other words, yes, in certain ways, study Torah is the higher teshuva, but it's not fully the higher teshuva because the full level of higher teshuva is to be as before being born. Study Torah, the identity is still there on some level. So to get even higher in being identityless, separate identityless, is the living in Kedusha even in what is permissible to you. In other words, you've peeled away an additional level of separateness from Hashem, because even the things you're doing that are not directly connected to Him, you're doing in a way that they're solely for Him. So, we have four levels. We'll go from, from, from down up. Fixing, just literally staying away from bad. Hashem said, don't do it, you don't do it. That's the lower level of Teshuvah Taton, lower Teshuvah. One step higher is exerting yourself in doing the right thing. That's all two components of lower teshuvah. That's the lower hay and the vav. Go up to the higher hay, that's study of Torah. Now we said there's a higher level, and that is being totally committed to God, even in the things that are permissible for you to indulge or to have your own experience. You give up your experience and make everything you do just part of Hashem's expression here on earth. 
So what letter is that in the name of Hashem? We went, hey, vav, hey, yud. Right? So that's the yud. You know what yud corresponds to? The yud is the quintessential connection. The yud is a point. It's the connection of the Jew, of the soul, the, 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 the uh, first and most, and most concentrated aspect of soul, the way it's connected to Hashem. That's the Yud. So the Yud is the Yid. Yeah. And this connection of the Yid with Hashem, so now let's go down. This immutable and, and, and undefinable, uh, quintessential, uh, um, essential bond of the Jew with Hashem, expressed by the Yud, where does, what happens with that? Well, that needs to express itself in three ways. In staying away from bad, in doing good, and in studying Torah in a subservient way. Now, all of those things have a certain, they have certain, di- uh, certain parameters, right? Because um, in those things, the person has an identity. So and what are we trying to do when we stay away from bad, do good, and, and study Torah? We're trying to connect our separate identity to Hashem. So that's why the, um, the further those actual expressions of the connection with Hashem actually are not yuds, which is, a yud doesn't have a... Technically, if you make a dot with a pen on a paper, it's a yud. In other words, a yud, yes, in the Sefer Torah, it has to have certain, certain criteria to make a yud. But if you wrote, did nothing but a dot, that, that's a yud. But that's not enough in the connection to Hashem. We have to stay away from bad, we have to do good. So those are expressed by the letters, the, the hay and the bum and the hay. However, the highest level, which we said, is connecting to Hashem in a way that even the things that are permissible to you, you know, putting yourself totally on the side and just trying to be an expression, even in your eating and drinking, an expression of Hashem's presence here on earth, that's higher than being able to be defined. And that's why that's hinted at in the Yud. Because that's the, the, the place where the person is the least in a, in a form of separate identity. Okay. Now, so basically, what we've said, paragraph... Eight now takes us on. Well, now we've explained it this way. Here, here's what comes out, and this is astounding. The same way, if we take the four letters of God's name, it starts with a yud, but that yud is the beginning of a word. That yud's not dislocated because the yud is very high level in the name of Hashem, but it doesn't stay. It doesn't stay on its own. It becomes the first letter of a chain of letters. Three other letters. That Yud is, so to speak, the leader of a set that goes all the way till the last hay. Which tells us, if in the human experience, that means that the deepest connection of the Jew to God, which seems to be undefinable, that is the thread that comes through even in the way a Jew serves Hashem, in a separate identity way. It's part of that same, part of that same chain, that same successive um, uh, stages of the person's experience. As high, we've, we made it very high. 
And you would think, okay, you know, maybe, let's say guys like us, I'm just going to say us, right? Hear about this yud, about, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to conceive about, like, there's no days off and there's no minutes off. When, when you live in, that, in, this, in, this, in this space, I don't know if you've ever had the experience that, you know, when you, uh, you get home and you kick off your shoes, you say, okay, till now I was working now, some time for me. Yeah, I need me time. There's no such thing. When you're in the yud space, <laughs> that's a tzaddik. Try and think about it. We had the privilege to see a tzaddik firsthand. There was never, you watched him go from, you just watched him go from, from, from thing to thing, to thing, to thing, to thing. 50, 60 straight years with no rain, no shine, no, no days off. No. He had a heart attack, so he slept a few hours because they sedated him. But other than that, like, we all have, you know, sometimes we're in the shul and we're feeling holy, and then there's, hey, there's, hey I'm, you know, I'm allowed to, you know, I'm allowed to feel the ice cream. If it's not ice cream, I'm allowed to feel the cholent. Somebody who's at the yud, is only, is, he's just an expression of God here on earth. Of course, he has an identity because he's not, the moment that the sham is down here, it's, it's got an identity. But I would say, what's that got to do with me? But now what he's saying is, every Jew has that, essentially. may not feel it. What do we feel? More the, we feel more the lower hey, the vav, the, you know, we're trying. We do, we stay away from bad, we do good, we exhort ourselves, we sometimes involve ourselves in the study of Torah. But the, the name of Hashem is one composite unit. Same thing with us. Our lower level connection to Hashem is connected to our deepest yud, that, that pintala, that dot, that undefinable uh, uh, space in us that's connected to Hashem beyond reason is what drives and motivates everything that we do essentially it's the chip that, make, that, that goes through everything else now that's a big thing to say in other words <coughs> so now what happens is if, you, if you're lacking the what, how do you do a sin uh, what, how, how does a person eat something he's not meant to eat. When Hashem, he knows Hashem said not to eat it. It's because he's lacking the obedience to Hashem. Kabbalah told the acceptance of the yoke of heaven. So, one second. How did you... That's okay, so that's dislocating the lower hay. We said the practicalities of staying away from bad, doing good, that's the lower hay, right? How did your lower hay get dislocated? If... If you, if you were connected to that Yud, if that Yud was shining in you, the hay couldn't have got dislocated. So when you fall through an Avera, if you really want to bring things back into, into sync, I want you to know, says al the whole, don't, don't just treat the limb, don't just treat the symptom. Go to the cause. You know, in other words, in, in medicine we know you can treat the symptom. Somebody has a rash, you can try and put a salve on it. But if it keeps coming back, you want to see what's causing it. What kind of what kind of disruption is going on inside the person somewhere? Let's get to the cause. So he says, I want to explain to you according to Kabbalah how this works. Because I want you to understand that if you're dislocated on the lower level and you're acting out. There's something all the way at the top that you're going to have to fix. 
to really do teshuva, you can, you can right away, you can patch things up. To really do teshuva, you're going to have to go to the top, to that yud. I'm thinking as we're talking, you know, today, we have the luxury of being able to spend a lot of time on, on feelings, emotions, and so on. You know, in therapy today, kids acting out, you can try and, uh, you know, so, uh, um, okay, he's, uh, he's acting out, so you're going to keep all the alcohol away from him. You're going to keep, you're going to turn off the internet, he can't, you know, he can't be going places where he shouldn't be going on the internet. You haven't treated the cause. The moment he finds a way around it, he'll find a way around it. You've got to get to the, you got to get the inside. Where is it coming from? The al is saying, with Hashem, with the connection to Hashem, if you're, if you've, if you're lower hay, you're right, you need to shuvah tato, you need to connect that hay back to its source, but you're not going to really be able to deal with it. You have to know that it's really stemming from the fact that there's something misaligned. You've got to get that yud back also in connection with the higher hay. You've got to set things... Um, paragraph 9 more than that not just to have the wholesome teshuva do you need to have the higher level teshuva in other words okay look I, I, I want to do there's two packages you know you go online you see uh, you can sign up for two packages of teshuva the, yeah, the lower teshuva $25 oh you want the higher teshuva sorry that's $75 say so, yeah, I'll settle for the lower teshuva right now says the Rebbe no it doesn't work like that you know why because Really, teshuva, even if you want the lower teshuva to work, there needs to be a, you need to really feel Hashem. You need to feel Hashem not just as a, a slave feels his master is forcing him to do something. You really need to feel your alignment with Hashem and the oneness of your neshama with Hashem and then your lower level teshuva will really be able to be effective. You can't really, again, like I'm saying, you can't, you, you know, treat the symptom, you're not really going to get to the root of the matter. Now, Tarebbe says, I, 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 I just got to tell you this. Teshuva is just resolved to do the right thing. But really, if you really want to understand what's going on, you also need to be able to understand that you're going to have to deal with the root and, and align your deepest essence with Hashem. Paragraph 10. We could say that this is also the explanation in Abayda, in the work, service of Hashem, why Teshuvah Tata um, is not just bringing the lower level hay back from its exile where it was dislocated from the name of Hashem, bringing it back, but also it says, bring back the lower hay, Lemekayma, to its place, Lehisyached Biyutkevav. To become one with the yud and the hay and the vav above it. The concept of the lower hay, the way it is in and of itself in the service of Hashem, means to have obedience to Hashem, accepting the yoke of heaven. And the shama is in the body, and you need to accept the yoke of heaven, and that brings back the lower hay to its place. But when we talk about bringing the hay back to connect to the yud k vav, that's a deeper level. That means that the connection of the hay should be in a way that it feels like it's a unbroken, like, like, it, like it's a, a, an integral part of the four-letter name. You see, you can have the hay feeling that it's attached, brought back to its place, and then you can have the hay feeling that it's brought back to be part of the integrity of the entire name of Hashem. It's a higher level. 
Paragraph 11. According to this, we'll understand how through the, uh, explain to Shuvah, according to the esoteric track, which we just did, about bringing back the hay, we now have a deeper understanding in the actual mitzvah of Teshuvah, which we said is very simple. Leave your path, do the right thing. How are we now going to understand it deep, more deeply? Because through this lengthy explanation about the haze, you know, the hay, the lower hay going back, and explaining that the lower hay going back is, in a sense, the lower hay has to reclaim its position as part of the name of Hashem. It's part of that unbroken uh, um, um, sequence of things that starts from the deepest level of Yud. By understanding that. Uh, we now have a chiddush. We have a, a a novel, a new, deeper understanding into tshuva, <clears throat> and that is the tshuva is a person should accept in his heart not to rebel against Hashem anymore. Even though the main thing of tshuva is the obedience about not doing anything bad, not rebelling against Hashem, not to violate His commandments. That's the lower hay, but it has to be also connected with the other aspects of the name of Hashem which are learning Torah and that's why first he has to explain what are the other aspects of the name of Hashem because you need to know that really this is all part of one pendulum or or momentum part of one uh, um, path that one needs to embark on yeah so now we're going to go back to the um, now we're going to go back to the what the, the Rebbe's father's note. But just before that, just to sum up, we, we've the Alter Rebbe has taken us on a journey here, and again, it's very interesting because in the beginning he made it sound so simple. It's very simple. Don't don't get hung up. Don't get scared to do teshuva as if it's something that that's overwhelming. Teshuva is very simple. Do the next right thing. That's really what it is. The resolve not to rebel against Hashem. I'm not going to go down that path again. I'm going to, next time I'm going to do it better. Starting right now. That's Teshuvah. Very simple. And now the Altar says, but if you really want to understand what Teshuvah is, you have to understand the, 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 the makeup of the Neshama and the makeup of the relationship of a Jew with God. There's a Yud, there's a He, there's a Vav. And that last He if it gets dislocated, it means there's something awry. There's, some, there's something, there's some messaging from the yud of, of the person that's not, not coming across properly. You have to join things and align things properly um, once and again. Do you do that by Torah study? Do that by Torah study and by trying to live even, this, the, even your, own, your own identity in an identityless way. It's all part of and we have to understand that we may not be living that way all the time, but we have to know that that is yeah. that is the uh, that is the uh, the motherboard, so to speak, or the you know of of uh, that's the way we're wired, really. Security. Is that taking you, is that taking me away from the, is that disconnect or is that just all part of the 
think it depends what you're doing for. Sometimes we know from uh, Yaakov getting the blessings. Rivka led him in a way that was not such a straight way. It needed it needed to be done under the circumstances. So you <coughs> one has to that that one would have to judge based on the, on each circumstance. Paragraph twelve. According to this, we'll understand now back to the exact language. Rebbe said, "I have to explain well." And with a broad explanation, that's the two levels of teshuva, higher teshuva, lower teshuva. Um, it's not. This is not just a hint, but really, the Alter Rebbe is explaining by, by by saying, "I want to explain well." Rebbe's father says, "The Alter Rebbe is already alluding to the fact I'm going to explain you low, lower teshuva and higher teshuva." That's why the Alter Rebbe says, "I want to explain well by first explaining what it says in the Zohar." To make clear that um, this concept of Levi Hetev, to explain well and with a broad explanation, is its own topic. It's lower tshuva, higher tshuva. By first explaining what the Zohar says about the tshuva. In order that the beginning of the mitzvah of tshuva and the essence of the mitzvah of tshuva should be with a, with a complete heart and with truth, it's imperative um, that it should be in a way, as hinted in the words, it should be in a way of lower tshuva and higher tshuva. In other words, although, as we said, tshuva is simply the resolve in the heart not to rebel against Hashem anymore and not to do what Hashem doesn't want, and that's the lower level hay, nonetheless, one has to feel in that lower level hay also the vav, that in the resolve not to rebel against Hashem, he also has to feel that there's a, a, a will and undertaking to exert himself for Hashem more than his usual nature. That's the Vav. And more than that, to explain Levire also in a lengthy explanation about the higher hey, which is, we said, what is that? That's about involving yourself, losing your identity by being enveloped in study of Torah. But now, remember, we, now we have a big question. We said that in that the Rebbe's father doesn't speak about the higher level. He speaks about lower, the, the lower of the lower, higher of the lower, and the lower of the higher. Why doesn't he bring in the aspect of the higher of that? We said there's a high high as well. Now we'll understand why not. Why not? Because it's... it's what, was the, what was the lower of the higher again? The lower of the higher was losing yourself in Torah study. The, the higher of the high, we said, was even more... Torah study or anything you did. Oh, that's the higher of the high of losing your identity so that anything that you do that's usually permissible to do as, 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 a, as a private citizen, you do that also in a way where it's holy. Not, not as a private, just as a, as, a, as a representative of God. But why doesn't he bring that in? Why doesn't he mention it? So here, it's, it's simple as it is, brilliant. When we talk about the Yud, you don't need to do something for that. Because the, the whole concept of the Yud, that the Jew has this Yud, is it's there. Any time you do any of the aspects of tshuva, study Torah, uh, stay away from bad, do good, the battery behind it, the energy in it is that yud. You don't have to do something about the yud. The yud is there. Except that where is the yud expressed? You need to make sure the yud can be expressed in the things that you do. And on the contrary, um, 
here and here's a here's a very deep word. Um, so we have we have two things that are really um, undefinable, or I should say, don't have a a, a don't have a a form. One is the highest level, the highest point of connection of the neshama to Hashem, undefinable. It doesn't have a form. It's not. It's, it's not describable by, by learning Torah or doing mitzvahs. It's the essential connection where everything that of a person is just an expression of Hashem. And then we have the lowest level, which is also not definable. It's not something I'm doing. I'm just uh, um, I'm accepting the yoke of heaven. I'm pushing myself away. Really, the power to do that, to push yourself away and just do, do what Hashem wants comes from that higher level, the highest level, where that oneness with Hashem is the default. But if I'm pushing myself away, then I'm still being me. I'm not really benefiting. When I'm pushing myself away, though, the experience there, I don't feel good about it. I don't feel inspired by it. It's, it's, there's, not, there's no revelation of God there for me. There's just... I put myself inside. That's what He wants. I'm going to do it. In a way, because it's, it's colorless, it connects with the colorlessness, in a sense, of the highest level. There, there's a certain correlation. How shall I say? Um, I'll give you an example. When somebody, um, when somebody acts foolish, could be a foolish person. But if you saw Einstein acting foolish, you understand that He, he knows everything he knows, and now he's bursting forth from his, you know, intense study and doing something, making a full, uh, that's not a good example. And let me try and find another example. I will use the example of a muna of faith. You have plenty of people that believe in God, but when they're challenged with a question, they can't answer it. Then you have very deep level people that can answer all the questions. But you ask them, so why do you believe this? I don't understand. I have faith. There's faith before you understand. There's faith after you understand. They look like the same thing. But they're very different. One is simple faith because the guy can't understand. One is faith that transcends understanding. I've understood everything. But there's a leap of faith that's even higher. But if you you had to paint the faith, they would be the same color. They would be the same... There's a correlation sometimes with the highest level with the lowest level in, if they're transp- in a certain aspect of not being definable. Is the lower faith, is that more pure? In a sense, it, 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 yes. The, the Kabbalist, there's a famous Kabbalist who said, I pray to Hashem like a kid. Now, the kid doesn't know about all the different sefirot, about all the different uh, Kabbalistic aspects that, that are hinted at in the word name of Hashem. He just says, God, said this big Kabbalist, you know, after everything I know, when I pray to Hashem, I'm just like a kid. I just want to have that simplicity. But that simplicity, so it's simplicity, but it comes after all that sophistication. Simplicity of the faith of a simple person, of a child, is simplicity before the sophistication. But it's still, in the end of the day, the simplicities are really, cor- they are correlated. Are so they the, identical? Or are they no, they're not identical. In, 
certain qualities. more pure than the other? In, this, in certain qualities, they are. They have the same certain qualities, but they're very different level. What about pure faith? Is one pure and the other not quite as pure? No, I think there can be both pure faith. Um, at any rate, so since with these words to explain well and with the expansive explanation, al is innovating that the teshuvah has to be um, how, the, how the teshuvah has to be in actuality, so therefore the, the, the yud is not spoken about here in this, is not alluded to here, because that's not the activism, the yud is the state of being that we need to allow expression in the hey, vav, and hey. Um, to say that I fully understood, I won't lie, and I won't say that, but uh, I think we got uh, a little bit of a, um, how should I say, we became enriched, I hope, in the different uh, modalities and nuances and hues and, 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 and uh, subtleties of teshuva. And that's a good thing to do. Great. Thank you.